Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, it's been a whole four days since we've last talked. And wow, so much has changed. I know. Very um, exciting and eventful last few days. Well, Not we... here, but, you know, <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, between you and I, things really started ramping up. Um, we taped on Thursday of this week, and... Honestly, I think it was probably the best thing that we could have done because we're able to now at least maybe possibly attempt to bookend uh, this winter storm that is crisscrossing the country. And we talked on Thursday about, my gosh, Denver could see two to four feet of snow and parts of the front range, including Cheyenne and Boulder and Pueblo and maybe even places like North Platte, Nebraska, could be looking at historic snowstorm. And obviously the one component that you and I were most hyped about was this southerly component with the severe weather. And we knew that, you know, the Texas panhandle was going to get into the action. Maybe the Oklahoma panhandle, those storms could maybe drift into Oklahoma City. So we were really fired up about this. So Friday, models look great. Saturday, models look great. We'll get to the snow portion in a minute. But, Bonnie, yesterday in the High Plains on the Texas Panhandle and Oklahoma Panhandle, uh, man, chase season started with a vengeance. Oh, my gosh. Like, it was so crazy. I I was out and about doing a whole lot of stuff yesterday, but I was, you know, checking Twitter and uh, radar scope and stuff like that throughout the day because I knew it was going to be a big day in Texas. And I looked, it was probably 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I I checked radar scope to see what was going on in the Texas Panhandle, and there was like five, five or six storms, all with tornado warnings on them, and then severe thunderstorm warnings scattered throughout that. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the whole Texas Panhandle is under some sort of severe warning right now. It was crazy. I haven't seen a lot of video or picture yet, though. I've seen a little bit, so I'm not sure how big any of these tornadoes got or how long they were on the ground. But I just thought, wow, five storms all at once with a tornado warning. That's huge. It is absolutely huge. Um, there are some photos and videos of the twisters that we were able to capture from social media on our Twitter page at weather podcast. So go check that out. Um, one of the cool things that we saw were there was a tornado that had, all right, there was a supercell that put down two tornadoes at the same time. So, yeah, sister sister storms, twins, satellite, whatever you want to call it. Uh, two tornadoes on the ground at the same time. Pretty dang impressive. Man, and, and it was one of those things where yesterday the panhandle was in a slight risk. And then, yep. you know, in less than 24 hours, it went from, you know, slight to enhanced to moderate, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah I, I believe it, was yeah, I believe it, was, it finally did. Yeah. So that's. I mean, and that we see that a lot, you know, where as you get closer to the timing of the event, those risks go up and up and up. But yeah, that, I mean, for it to be early March, moderate risk in the Texas panhandle and for that to super verify, like, 
I mean, it was pretty good. It's pretty crazy. Right. And again, these storms were, you know, Storm Prediction Center yesterday said the likelihood of long track tornadoes exists. The tornado warning or tornado watch went up, gosh, you know, early to mid afternoon before anything really popped. And you could just kind of got the sense. Uh, and, you know, I joked about it on our on the Twitter page, but a lot of other people were looking at it. And it's like, you know, you can tell where the chases are because everybody was streaming out of Oklahoma headed to Texas. Yes, all like I-40 was just packed with little red dots headed west. <laughs> yep, and it was fantastic, and it was great because I know everybody was itching to get out, you know, and if they didn't make their way to Colorado for the snow, you know, we thought that they'd end up probably in the plains, and we talked about that on Thursday as well, where all of a sudden you have all this, you know, energy available in terms of storms. You could be looking at a blizzard uh, just a few hundred miles to the northwest. So what did you want to do? Do you want to chase the snow or do you want to, you know, chase the tornadoes? And um, a lot of people ended up in the panhandle. Like we said, radar scope was great. Um, you could follow all the little red dots as they were moving across, um, you know, out of Oklahoma into Texas. And they were streaming up from Dallas and San Antonio and, you know, poor Amarillo. Amarillo just gets hammered. And, you know, most of the storms, thankfully, were in very rural areas yesterday. There was some damage on them. Uh, I have not seen any ratings come across yet. I know that the survey teams are out taking a look at that today. Uh, the weather is at least cooperating with that. It is still pretty windy, but no severe storms in the panhandle today. So uh, the survey teams are out trying to get a rating, and uh, we'll hopefully have that information here in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, definitely want to know what kind of storms were put down. It makes it a little hard sometimes to right to rate them when they don't hit anything, you know, and so that's one of those flaws in – the scale is that it also takes into account damage when so much tornado action happens out in the middle of nowhere. So it's kind of, you know, you know, we always talk about that, how that's kind of a tricky way to rate a tornado, but it makes sense. But I feel like most chasers wanted to be out in the panhandle, especially when it, you know, was escalated up to a moderate risk. If any of them chose to go chase the snow, I just, you know, I'm sorry that they did that. It happens, but, you know, let's talk about the snow component now because yesterday afternoon, oh, man, you know, again, if you had listened to the show on Thursday, if you had looked at any weather models going forward, it it was painting this picture of a very, very difficult time to get in and around Denver. And yesterday morning, you wake up, you turn on the weather channel or you look at a weather model and... What you're seeing on the model is not lining up with what's happening in reality. Where, you know, it's, oh, okay, well, we're starting to get snow showers now. Now, you got to remember, the storm was forecast to really start in earnest, I don't know, gosh, yesterday morning. And I mean, like, before sunrise. Some places had it. They were snowing somewhat good in Cheyenne, so we knew that that part of the forecast was probably going to verify. But parts of Denver hadn't seen anything yet. And they were calling for, you know... Anywhere on the first initial run, two to four feet. Then that was backed off to maybe one to two feet. And then some places were saying, you know, we might not even see three inches. And again, mountain meteorology, upslope meteorology, it is a very fickle thing. But have no fear. Things came back in line. And as we're taping right now, uh, Sunday afternoon, there is a blizzard warning that extends from Cheyenne to Denver. Denver International just closed all their runways. 
Uh, I'm trying to find this tweet as I'm frantically searching through the hundreds that I've seen this morning. But I believe Denver just sent their all-time snowiest march for one storm. So uh, it might have taken a little bit longer to get going, but it's going now in earnest. Well, thank God, because, you know, that's a huge forecast to bust, you know. And, I mean, it, it happens, winter weather, mountain winter weather like you just said, is so, so hard, you know, but it's just, I'm, I'm glad that something is coming so that some of these trolls online can, can back off. You were reading a tweet before we started taping and man, people are just terrible. And the person that tweeted what we were talking about, he seemed so, you know, like he would be more understanding since he seemed like a meteorology type of guy. So it's just crazy. So I'm glad that something's happening so that people can keep their big mouth shut. Right. And again, I'm I'm just tired of this stuff. It just is not, you know, nobody's perfect. Okay. And whether people are by far the same, right? It's an imperfect science. Okay. This is not biology, which again, is an imperfect science. This is not physics. Also an imperfect science. See what I'm saying here? Science is imperfect. There's no such thing as the perfect science. Even a made up science like political science. It's imperfect. So, well, and the thing is, like, all science is is a whole bunch of variables, and the more variables you have, the more likely you are to have something not come out right because there's so many possibilities of something changing, and winter weather has so many variables that go into it that if they don't all line up just right, you're going to get nowhere near the forecast that you thought you were going to get. It just takes one slight change of one variable, and boom busted pinata you know what i mean so right for people to just say stuff and blabber on and on like they know what they're talking about you know like i said before we taped it's like us trying to tell a brain surgeon what to do like we don't know anything about brain surgery so we should just keep our mouths shut about it right you know and normally i wouldn't read a mean tweet but i'm just going to share this one because this is a good example of people talking out of both sides of their mouth and their butt yeah and very, very well done. <laughs> and this is addressed to two people. I, I don't know who uh, Mike Nelson is at 24-7. I'm sure he's either a weather guy or someone who works for a TV station. Uh, and then it's at Denver Channel. Are you kidding me? Any a-hole can make Nostradamus and make predictions. However, you have a social contract and a responsibility as a quote-unquote weatherman. So don't make flippant predictions about multiple feet of snow and then ask for, for forgiveness because you're not a professional. Okay. First of all, nothing about that forecast was flippant. No one's going to be like, oh, hey, just we're going to get 20 feet of snow, you know, you know, without something to back it up. Have a great day. Yeah. Good luck with your life. Like, that's not what people do. So (sighs) the weather trolls, man, you know, I know you're supposed to have thick skin and ignore them and blah, blah, blah. I just have a very short fuse when it comes to stupid people and a low tolerance for stupid people like that. Right, and unfortunately, these are all these, they, and they are troll accounts. Like this, the yeah. person that, that tweeted this, his name is New Jersey Narcissist. Wow. You know, and this is why, again, people kind of, you know, scoff at me when I say this. Not everybody should be allowed on social media. Again, I know that it's free speech, and I'm all for it. Please don't take that the wrong way. But some people just should not be have, should be allowed to have a voice. Well, it's just like, what's the point? Like, what do you get out of spreading hate or negativity or, 
you know, making comments on stuff like the weather that you know nothing about. Like, what do you get out of that? Like, what does, what good does that do for anybody, for you or anybody else? Nothing. So it's like, then why even do it? Because they feel powerful. Yeah. Keyboard warriors. It is very sad. It is very sad. So, you know, we're talking about dealing with, you know, a potentially busted forecast. Now, obviously, if you turn on the TV right now, you can clearly see that it's not the case. Um, Denver is under a blizzard warning. Golden, Colorado has multiple feet of snow. Cheyenne, Wyoming got thunder snow. And it was funny. I was up this morning. I slept terribly last night. Just tossed and turned. and could not get comfortable. Could not get to sleep. It was bad. But Spring forward ruins everyone's lives. It does. So, so I yeah. think that was part of it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm still, you know, technically 11 o'clock right now, but whatever. I mean, it's noon. Right. I don't care. Anyways, <laughs> with that said, I was looking at the Cheyenne radar, and all of a sudden, I saw a little lightning bolt, and I was just like, oh, thunder snow. At the exact same time, Jim Cantore was capturing it, so I was like, sweet. So he posted it several minutes later. We retweeted that, but yes, there was thunder snow. There's awesome video, which we have also retweeted on our page at Weather Podcast of the National Weather Service actually catching that in real time outside. So go check it out. We love thunder snow. Fantastic, fantastic thing that we love about weather. You know, when you one mix. of my favorite weather phenomenon yep. is thunder. Any winter weather, like thunder, freezing rain, thunder, sleet, sleet, thunder, slush, all of that. Love it. One hundred percent. Love it. You just have to. You just have to. Mm-hmm. So. This storm is continuing to impact Denver, and it will through at least midnight tonight and into tomorrow. But, man, it took a while to get going, but now that, like we said, it has got going, it got going real good. I wonder what kind of karma gets someone who talked all that crap on the meteorologist for the flippant forecasts and blah, blah, blah when the snow comes. Do you think that their roof's going to cave in from the heavy snow or... They're going to get what struck by lightning. What's going They're what? They're going to get struck by lightning. Oh, well, that yeah. I mean, that makes sense. So, you know, I just, you know, it would be just so poetic for the weather forecast that they bust, that they think is going to bust for the, to get them and, you know, right. ruin their life. And, and, so. and we're not wishing ill will on anybody. But when you start talking trash, I'm sorry. When yeah. you know nothing about the topic you believe that you're talking about, nah, it doesn't work that way. So, yeah, you know, if you get struck by lightning, well, good luck. You know, you know, maybe we'll choose something a little bit safer. Maybe they'll lose one of the two tire chains as they're out trying to drive through the snow, which they were mocking. Yeah, and then, like, get stuck or something. Yeah, and then they'll have to call AAA and somebody will have to come rescue them and have to pay a big fine because they were out and about because they were being flippant. Yeah, with their safety. Yeah. Well, I had, to, I had to drive. I'm sorry, officer. I had to drive. No, you didn't. Oh, you got stuck and I had to come out here and risk my life to save yours? Yeah. See, and that's a huge thing. Like It is. Not to, you know, get off on a tangent, but that happens during hurricanes a lot, too, where rescuers and stuff are like, you know, you chose to stay when you had the warning and we're not going to come rescue you. So that's a thing. So I, I, I hope people know that, that that's a thing, that if you are warned and told to leave or stay home or what, what have you, and you don't, there's a chance that you won't be sent rescuers because you ignored the warning. 100%. So. 100%. If I have to risk my life to come save you, I'm going to do it because that's my job. 
However, if you don't heed the warning and you don't take the proper precautions, you know, you can't rely on first responders to save you because sometimes they're just not available. Yep. So, they're saving somebody else or they just yep. simply can't get to you right. safely. So. All right. So on the bottom third graphic right now on the Weather Channel, it's saying Cheyenne's snowiest two-day storm, 25.8 inches. That's what has already fallen? That is what, that is what, no, that is what has already fallen. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, there's the two feet yep. right there. There's your two feet. And currently, wind sustained at 23 miles an hour, gusting to 40. That is blizzard conditions. Wow. Yeah, there is no way anyone could travel around i mean even if you're walking you, there's just no you way you can't you can't and if That's you and if you, yeah, if you can see the photo right now um they're with their storm chaser charles peak and he looks like he's in a either a bank parking lot or just in some type of parking lot. i don't know what the company true is but there's a car that is there and the car has snow literally up to the last maybe three or four inches of the front hood and the front bumper but you can basically draw a line from the uh, window straight across, and that's the snow level. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Jeez, that is nuts. See, and this is like kind of a late storm for one 100%. of that magnitude. Yeah, it is going to go down as Denver's, like we said, Denver's probably worst March snowstorm. Uh, as we just said, Cheyenne's two-day Snow total, 25, over 25 inches, um, and it's not done happening. I mean, that upper level low is still sitting there, and it's just throwing more precip right in over the top. They're saying Denver could get three to six more inches tonight. Cheyenne could see significantly more, but, man, and it's not a dry snow, Bonnie. It's a heavy, wet snow. Yeah, and that is one that it's hard to move around in, you know, yep. and that puts a lot of weight on trees and power lines and roofs, and, you know, that's... That's a really intense, kind of scary situation. It really is. Um, we talked about my friend uh, Kelly that lives uh, just north of Denver in a town called Thornton. Um, she's been sending me pictures and videos all day. And, you know, several inches, heavy, wet snow. Her dog loves it. But <laughs> it's, you know, she goes outside and she goes, you know, stuff is kind of like creaking and making weird sounds. I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> it's multiple feet of snow is falling. And, you know, they're looking, they're doing the radar mosaic tour right now. You're looking at snow now into portions of Nebraska and South Dakota. It's coming across, you know, into Cheyenne and down into Colorado. Denver's still getting hammered. Looks like there's a little bit of a dry spot, so Denver might be out of the snow for a little bit, but that's still going to be pushing that air. The upper level low is now somewhere between just to the west of Kansas, between the Kansas border and the city of Pueblo is where the low is, but... You know, just snowfall, you know, reports since yesterday. Cheyenne, 25.8 inches. Wellington, Colorado, 18.8. Fort Collins, 17 inches. Denver International, 11.1. And again, this is since yesterday. This is not stuff that is not added up. And so you're going to add even more to this. So it's just insane. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. And, and your friend is right. It's super quiet outside during the snow because snow is quiet. It yep. doesn't make a sound when it comes down like rain does and so it's just so quiet outside and you're right you can hear stuff creaking that's how it was during the ice storm it would be dead quiet but you would just hear like the cracking of branches 
and you would just be like, oh, they're about to fall. And then they would fall and it would be so loud because it's just so quiet. So yeah, that creaking sound of stuff starting to buckle under the weight of ice or snow is very, very eerie. It is very eerie. The house that I used to live in, we had high transmission power lines just to our west. And when it snowed, you could hear it hit the power lines and it made the kind of like this little eerie sound. Mm-hmm. I miss that. Like that buzzing sound? Yes. I miss that because I could tell something was happening. Now yeah. when it snows, it's just quiet. And I do love that. I love watching like the snow fall through the, the street light at night when it is quiet. But <laughs> yeah, when you have a heavy snow and you have either like a jacket on or use an umbrella because yes, occasionally you use an umbrella in a snowstorm. Don't laugh. Sometimes you got to stay dry. I do love that sound of the snowflakes, the really big, fat snowflakes hitting the material of an umbrella. It's a great sound. If you've never tried it, try it one time. It's it's a cool thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, – I don't even know how to describe it because it's not like a raindrop sound, but it's kind of like a soft pat or right. something. Right, exactly. It's like a swish sound. Yeah, yeah, and and it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> It is nice. So We're so, this is weather nerdum at its finest right here. It really is. And this storm is not over by any stretch of the imagination. This is going to move out into the northern plains. This will affect portions of Nebraska, South Dakota, into Iowa, and it moves, you know, even towards Chicago. Chicago is going to get snow from this. And I'm sitting there looking at it. Bonnie, it's March 14th. Yeah, and we're talking about, like, you know, half the country getting some sort of blizzard winter storm action, you right. know. Mean, meanwhile, the southern half of the country is getting it in the other direction, but it's just how crazy it is that this is March, and we're talking about this kind of epic winter weather. Right. Well, let's jump into that other southerly component, because you're right. Uh, the other part of this is severe weather, and... Again, we look at weather maps and we look at different, you know, tools that we have at our disposal. And Bonnie, Wednesday could be shaping up to be one of those days that we will talk about for a while if the forecast were to verify because we could have a Dixie Alley outbreak. Yes. Um, we are in a slight risk right now for Tuesday. Yes, you are. And then it moves east for Wednesday and Thursday. And yeah, you know, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama are all really under the gun for something pretty significant to happen. Um, and it's been, they've been saying that for several days now and it hasn't changed. So it's looking more and more likely. So people need to start making plans now while you have a couple days. Yes, exactly. Because if this forecast were to verify, again, we could be looking at several long track tornadoes. We could be looking at multiple tornadoes on the ground at the same time. Um, wind threats, hail threats. It's flooding. flooding. It's not something to, you know, really kind of put off. It's chase season and you need to be ready. And severe storms will be a factor this week. Like you said, we saw it yesterday in Oklahoma and Texas. You will see it uh, on Tuesday, especially around the Oklahoma City area. I'm really excited to see what happens for you guys. But and then it moves into Dixie Alley on Wednesday, and that could be the real showstopper. So we will see. Yeah, their parameters look way better than ours um, for Wednesday. So. You know, I'm so excited for our slight risk, so hopefully we get something. Because we, here in central Oklahoma, these last two days, we didn't get anything. We were supposed to. We got a little bit of rain, but I don't even think we got any thunder or lightning. Um, so definitely no severe weather here in central Oklahoma. So I'm hoping Tuesday brings a little bit of action. 
And then, yeah, Wednesday, that will be the big, the big day to watch because it's looking pretty intense. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens. It's going to be one of those days where I'm glued to the TV, glued to Twitter because, um, instead of the forecast pans out, it could be one of those days that we talk about for a while. And we've had a number of, you know, Dixie Alley outbreaks the last couple of years that, you know, are really good case studies on what happens in severe weather. So, well, and this is usually how it starts really yep. early spring is, you know, further east gets the severe weather mostly. And then as yep. we get more into May, it starts moving west. And that's when Oklahoma becomes more under the gun. I mean, we say that severe weather can happen any day of the year, but, you know, these are just kind of the prime months. Right. So, so and, we'll see. Spring is definitely here. The meteorological spring started, and Mother Nature said, okay, here we go. Yep. Calendar spring is a couple of days away, but game on. Yep. Today, thunderstorm risks not as high as it was yesterday, and it does exist for portions of northern Kansas and Nebraska, but... Like we said, the big thing really kind of kicks off Tuesday when you guys get into the action and then Wednesday when Dixie Alley is uh, under the gun. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how this week's go- this week goes. And Mississippi and Alabama, y'all need to be – because it's a good portion of both of those states yes, that are, are under the gun. So they really need to do whatever you need to do, grocery shop, clean out your shelter, get a shelter. I don't know if you could do that in two days, but something. Right. And again, guys – I know that we, you know, it's in the back of our mind. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. So please, if you are in these locations that do see upcoming severe weather, please reach out to your fire department, police department, American Red Cross, any emergency managers. Find out what COVID protocol is for shelters. This is not something where we're going to be picking and choosing COVID over life. Obviously, we want you to save your life, and that means if you have to be in a shelter with a lot of people, please do, but let's just make sure that we're responsible, make sure you have a mask with you, but we want you to save your life first over COVID exposure. We talked about that last year and having to you know walk that fine line. Bonnie and I both believe we'd rather have you, hate to say this, but get COVID because you were in a storm shelter and survived a storm versus being killed by the storm. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said last year, it's deal with the immediate threat first and the tornado coming through your neighborhood is the more immediate threat. So, you know, that's, you know, like we said, it's a sticky situation. It's kind of like, Ooh, what do I do? But that's definitely the way to go. And especially now, since so many people are getting vaccinated, you know, the risk is definitely still out there, but I think it's, it's going down a little bit with the more people that get vaccinated. So mask, gloves, bring your Germex with you, whatever, you know, and, and save your life from a spring storm, you know? Yep. And, you know, we can deal with the COVID ramifications afterwards. So again, just, you know, be prepared, know where your shelters are. If you don't have one, if you know where a community shelter is, again, keep it eyes to the sky, make sure your cell phone alerts are enabled, um, for tornado warnings and flash flood warnings and, you know, severe thunderstorm warnings, Make sure you, you know, watch TV, listen to radio. They'll keep you safe, but you also have to make sure that you're doing what you can do to remain safe. Exactly. You know, not you have to take action as well. It's not just on emergency responders and whatever. Yep. You need to be prepared. So make sure you guys take a few minutes to do that. Just know what your plan is ahead of time. It will save your life. 
That's all we ask. So, Bonnie, what do you guys have coming up? I know we have talked a little bit about your storms for Tuesday, but what does Oklahoma City look like weather-wise? You know, that's really pretty much it. Um, you know, temperatures, I, I think, are going to be after Tuesday. They're going to be a little cooler in the upper 50s, lower 60s, which is a very pleasant temperature. Um, but that that's pretty much where we're at. Tuesday's really our precip chance day. Uh, might have a little rain towards the end of next week, but other than that, Nothing really exciting other than Tuesday yet. Well, you will love this. Out here in the Pacific Northwest, models have been hinting at a snow event for us. Wow. You know, it's always within that, you know, 8 to 10 day window, right? Where it's just like, eh, it's just a little bit too much based on climo than actual, you know, forecasts. So, for some odd reason, for some odd reason, today and tomorrow where there's supposed to be these days where we could see snow. So I pull up the grid forecast from the National Weather Service, and I kid you not. Chance of rain showers before 2 a.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers. Snow level 2,400 feet, lowering to 500 feet after midnight. Oh, okay. I see you. (laughs) Cloudy, then becoming gradually partly cloudy. Low around 34. Monday, 10% chance of a shower. Snow level 300 feet. What? Dang, it's getting lower. It's like, okay. And then it rises to 1,500 feet in the afternoon, partly sunny. And I'm like, high 49. Hold up here. (laughs) What's that little tease for? That's so annoying. What am I missing? (laughs) So today, obviously, I look out the window right now. It's raining. Um, You know, showers coming through. We have a low pressure center, uh, low pressure system that's going to move through and so they're like all right cloudy tonight temperature gets down to 33 okay 850 millibar temps minus eight cold enough to maybe put some snow at the top of the higher hills around town eh, maybe we could see that but then it dries out so we'll be you know nice weather monday tuesday wednesday and then we get back into rain but yeah i'm just like Part of me has this little gut feeling that maybe it's intestinal stuff that I'm still dealing with, or maybe it's the fact that we could get some weather, but I'm really hoping that we don't see snow. I do. I would take it back. I hope we do see snow, but I hope that this forecast is not right, because if we do see snow, it's a complete and utter bust across the board. Nobody's talked about it, which would be lending the credence to more likely it would actually happen because the National Weather Service curse. So let's see what happens. <laughs> Well, at least there's no prediction of two feet of snow. Right. And I am really jealous of my friends that are back covering this storm because Mike Seidel looks like he's having a blast in Golden, Colorado. I know Rob Marciano and Jim Cantori are, you know, in the same area and they're just having a blast doing this. And I'm just, I'm so jealous of it. I know. And I'm, I'm all about the thunder snow. You Me know, too. So. I want to see it just once, just once. You will. I know. Well, I hope I get real thunder this week. You will. You... Severe weather. That's uh, what the thunder I want. <laughs> I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that you guys are going to be in prime condition. And I'll be watching some DP on TV. So it'll be good. Hey, his live coverage is the best. You know, it is. storm chasers are the best. So I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, 
another fantastic edition of B Squared. We appreciate you guys bearing with us doing kind of two shorter episodes in a four-day period. But we did want to bookend this because it really is the first big severe, you know, outbreak that we've had. And the fact that, you know, Denver is getting hammered with a blizzard in March is uh, pretty legit. So we appreciate yeah. you uh, bearing with us as we do this. Well, and next week then we'll, you know, cover all the severe weather from this week. So yep. next week will be an interesting show for sure. Yes, it will be. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.